Talk life, not others, with Tim Hoover and Steve Mittman. One thing we all have in common, either we refuse to learn or we learn. All right. The martial arts has been that learning process for me. And yes, I have learned through other things. And a lot of things I've done, Steve, I've been doing for a long time. Mm-hmm. I'm married, going to 43 years. I've got two grown kids that married great husbands. I've got a grandchild. And, and I've been learning along the way. The cool thing is, this is just a couple seconds ago. What's the difference between the couple seconds ago, Steve? If I asked you, what's the difference between three seconds ago, what would you say? No, that was that moment. This is this moment. Yes, and this moment, we're, we're three seconds older. Yeah. And every moment, every second that we get older, we have to adjust to change. And I think the, the martial artist in itself becomes more aware of the subtle changes around them. It's because of that awareness, being aware of your surroundings, but also being aware of all the subtle changes that you, is going on in your body. You know, you gain a couple pounds of weight and you're, okay, what am I doing here? I got to pick up my pace. I got to cut down on my diet. You're never over much or under too much. You always stay on that line because you know that's where you have to be. And that's that martial arts training. It's not a, a sport where you're going to get old by the time you're 30. You're going to live this the rest of your life, the rest of your life, mm-hmm. if you're doing it the right way, right. the way the martial arts was, was taught. There are some people that, you know, when we talk like this and we talk about awareness and they think it might be mumbo jumbo or hocus pocus, what are you talking about? How do you, how do you become more aware? Just keep your eyes open. Is that what you're talking about? But I've been thinking a lot about this lately. And I think that, you know, we become aware of the outside world by what we have within us, our resources. And how do we develop those resources? Well, I think it's by being in tune to ourselves. But I think it's anything where you join the mind and the body in any kind of modality. You're moving. And you're thinking at the same time. I think that quiets the mind and it allows you to just be more open to the outside world, which in turn makes you more aware of your internal, which it it just feeds off of each other. And almost, if you will, time slows down. Mm -hmm. You're not bothered by the noise. So you can sort of see through and filter out all the, uh, the stuff that doesn't matter. Right. And it almost seems as if time moves slower. And we've talked about this before about, you know, fighting. And uh, when I was young, I, I, I think, man, you're, how do you so fast? Like fighting you. How are you so fast? And then as you get older, you start seeing what you used to talk about. You don't react to things that don't matter. If uh, a punch or a kick wasn't right. going to hit you anyway, you don't even react to it. Right. And then you sort of start predicting and anticipating things that might come into your zone. And then you can, you can almost predict what the person's going to do. And I think that only comes by quieting the mind right. and joining the mind and the body together. And there again, some people would be like, what are you talking about? But all I can say is from experience, that's what I've got. I can vouch for it. That's well, sure. all I can say. Yeah, you've, li- you've lived it. Yeah. And I think too, it's, it's how you react to things. And I, I you know, most recently... I watched myself react to something first with a point of rage and then um, a pause and then a way of responding. I'd like to talk to you about that a little bit, too, because I think everybody thinks, you know, you reach seventh degree or 10th degree or 12th degree. And you don't make any mistakes and you're a master. And, and, and just call me master. And I'm going to tell you it's a master of a disaster. You never become a master mm. and you're challenged to learn all the time and adjust. We're human. That doesn't change whether you're 60 or 80 or 40 or 20. The bottom line is you must learn and continue to learn, going back to that. 
Uh, so most recently, you know, here I am training for almost 50 years and think, well, what I have to really learn about this? I'm going to continue to do what I do and, and refine here a little bit. But this COVID thing comes along. Mm-hmm. And um, then all of a sudden, you know, uh, the experience is, is that I'm shut down. And um, my point of rage against our um, our system of things and the governor and Pennsylvania and why me? Why am I not essential? Just took me right out of the water. And after I got rid of my rage, I realized now I have to respond. Yeah. So I did. And I looked at it initially as negative, but actually it turned to be positive. I realized now how much I've learned. Steve, I, I've learned an incredible thing. Such as what? Well, I turned a, 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 from a negative to a positive. The number one star of the show was the journey field. Now I had created that journey field for my students not realizing that the experience was going to be all mine. A long time ago, though, I might 20 add. years. Like, this is not a COVID thing. You've no. had that there for decades. I had that there for decades. Always I, using it. Yep, always felt that the kids needed to get dirty. Right. They needed to be outside in the elements. They for, those, to be, for those listening that don't know what that is, explain what it well, is. Well, the, the journey field is basically called the journey the journey of life. It's, it's, your, it's outside. Right. And it's like playing soccer. Right. Soccer players and football players, they play in all elements outside. And it, that's just the way it is. Honestly, it's a one-of-a-kind training facility. I yes, mean, it's just another uh, cool thing about your dojos and your schools. And this is not a knock towards anybody in particular, but, you know, oftentimes karate schools are in like a strip mall. And that's not the case with you. No, there, it's. It, I, I have two schools that are not in strip malls, but I, I do have two schools that are realized after training outside that in a lot of ways, they're great, they're good, but you don't get the uneven ground. Mm-hmm. You don't get the darkness. Uh, you don't get the colder weather. You, you don't get the stumbling in the process of having light in your eyes and realizing that you can't see the punches coming in your face. All these things were going to be learned experiences within the last seven or eight months. So as this journey field was created, as you said, it wasn't created for me. It was created for my students to get them out, get them dirty, get them in the elements and realize life's not fair. They got to earn it by climbing a rope, running laps, doing their kata, fighting in a barn, and so on and so on and so on. What we do, we have to do outside. So my response was, well, let's get that field rocking. Mm-hmm. And all the classes started and we started going outside. Now, when you build a field, what do they say? What happens? Build the field and what will happen? And they will come. They will come. And guess what happened? They came. Yeah. They came and, and, and the younger kids came and the older people came. And the next thing you know, the instructors are out there and they started loving it. Yeah. Not one class a week, not two classes a week, but five days a week, wow. weekends. Yeah. Every time we had a train, we had a train outside and the experience started. Now, it didn't really get crazy until the time started to change. The nighttime started coming in. The wind started to blow. And all of a sudden, you know, when you're doing knife defense against a barn at night, you're realizing that are you at a disadvantage? Are you at an advantage? You have to realize, too, that, yeah, sure, a lot of people think, well, knife against your throat or whatever against a barn when it's dark. I can't see. I can't see. But then again, the attacker can't see your hands either. So all these things I started to learn. We have a a stack of floodlights that give us a little light to work from off the school. Mm -hmm. If I turn my partner into that light, he can't see. Yeah. And I can spar him so much easier. Matter of fact, I can probably tie my shoelaces and still spar him. And I don't have to worry about it. Didn't realize that if you turn your partner into the sun or if you turn that attacker or that person that somehow get them into the light. Why do you think cops use flashlights? Right. It's to put you in a disadvantage. Mm -hmm. Um, The stumbling blocks, doing kata, uneven ground. 
are your stances really worthy? If you're on a mat or a hardwood floor, that's a perfect surface. But if you're outside, what do you have to do? You have to adjust your balance. Sure, sure. So on and so on and so on. So here I find out after all these years that I'm still learning. Right. And and you're training in shoes right now, too. So there's something to be said for training barefoot. I mean, that's the standard in martial arts for yeah. centuries. But yeah. then there's also something to be uh, studied and learned by training in shoes. It gives a whole different feel. Correct. Correct. And, you know, here I was months ago, you, you know, the governor basically tied my hands behind my back and tied my feet because I could no longer teach the martial arts basically threw me in the pool. Now, who else do you know? trains by having their hands and feet and thrown in the pool who does that well, the military yeah the seals yeah. yeah yeah they have to bob off the floor push up breathe go back down now would i want to do that in water no but what i did do was i learned it on land yeah and i made it happen and thank goodness for him because he made me better he pushed my creative juices out inspired me to even love training even more so every time you come up with an adversary Every time you come up with somebody in your face, yes, if it's a life and death situation, bomb, 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 you got to strike back, got to do what you got to do, just like what you said about the no mercy rule. Right. But sometimes suck it up and realize that there's still an opening in the hole. There's yeah. a way out of that cave. Yeah. You just got to get creative and keep swinging, like Len says, and be a better man or a better woman for it. Make a better world. That's what really happened to me. And my students love it. We're going to take it to the end of the year. We already are dressing for it. The only thing I gave them was this. I said, the ground's going to be cold. Get yourself a yoga mat to stretch. Mm. Other than that, that's the deal, man. And you know, there's something to be said for just the elements. There's nothing like it. Getting a little dirt under your fingertips. And it's so good for us. It's it so healthy. That it bacteria, is. the dirt, just the elements, the air that you're breathing in. There's nothing like it. I know. When our original patches used to be American Karate School, it was called Eagle Point. Mm-hmm. Well, the reason we're on top of the hill is, and they call it Eagle Point, wasn't because the sparrows used to fly over. Mm. It's because the eagles used to years ago. Yeah. Here we are spreading our wings outside in that field, and now we're doing what they did. You know, So we are flying, and we're going to continue to do that. And it's just an example of how it affected me, and maybe this will inspire you to do the same. Fight back in your own way. Thank you for listening to Attack Life, Not Others. Subscribe to our podcast. And for more on our way of life through the martial arts, go to hooverkarate.com. This has been a Steve Mittman social media creation. Creation, creation. SteveMittmanSocialMedia.com. 